Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jens Heitland Show, where I interview experts from different fields to connect the dots of innovation and entrepreneurship. Today's guest is business and career coach, and she's podcast host of the Happy Choice podcast. Today, we talk about her story moving from Los Angeles to Paris and later on to Barcelona and how she built her own business. And of course, we geek a little out about her podcast and podcasting in itself. Please welcome to the show, Ashley Braxton. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I'm great. How are you? Great to have you. I'm super great. Looking forward to our conversation today. And we have had already fun for everyone who is listening to this and watching. <laughs> we have already laughed for 20 minutes. But... 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. And like yeah. laughed, laughed. A little really bit. Laughed. So, yeah, telling stories. But that's not, I mean, there's part of this as well in the podcast, but let's get serious. <laughs> Before we go into innovation, of course, what you do mm -hmm. on coaching and so on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? How did you get to where you are and what you do today? Oh, my gosh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Ashley. Um, so I grew up in the States. I grew up in Maryland and uh, had a little bit of like a tumultuous childhood. Actually, quite interesting. So my family is, is famous. My niece, uh, I'm sorry, my aunt is a famous singer, Toni Braxton. I'm her niece. Um, so that it was a very interesting way to grow up, but uh, I didn't have a very good childhood growing up, but I moved to Los Angeles when I was 18. I was very lucky that my family was in the music industry, so I dove right in. I was um, interning at Interscope Records um, and then, you know, going on tour with different artists. And then I became talent manager for my aunt. Um, I was also like junior uh, tour manager as well. And I just like worked my way up through the music industry, knowing the ins and outs. And um, then my family had, um, I guess it's a reality TV show called The Braxton Family Value. So that kind of went on as well. So I was dealing with production and all that kind of stuff. Um, at the age of 25, I just took a leap, moved to France. Everyone is always wondering why. There's no reason. Yeah. Does anyone need a reason? Any, you know what I mean? I just moved. I just wanted to change. I was very lucky to have traveled the world and I knew that there were other things in the world and I just wanted to see them. So I moved to Paris, didn't know any French, was an au pair for three years, um, learned French, and then went back into the corporate world. 
So worked at two top French tech companies. I did that for three years and then moved to Barcelona, became an entrepreneur, started my own podcast. um, And now I'm in business coaching. Yay. Yay. So I I need to ask a couple of questions. How how, how is it to, because I have been in Paris, what is it, like two, three years ago. How did you manage to survive without speaking French? Wow. It's it's tough because the French are not easy in that sense of you kind of need to know French mm. to be in France. But I was very lucky with the kids. So being able to have three kids from the ages of like eight to 12, they were my greatest assets. Mm. I mean, they made fun of me at every point. <laughs> I'm like, why are you, don't say that. Or th- or they would literally be like, you look like an American. Can you take that off? It was like that. <laughs> uh, so I needed their harsh judgment. <laughs> oh, you want to know one thing I did? My first night there, the kids were like, oh, make dinner. I'm like, all right, great. What do you guys want? They're like, carpaccio. I cooked it. Oh. An American cooking carpaccio for French kids on my first <laughs> night. And they were like, what is where is it? And I was like, it's here. They're like, it's cooked. I'm like, yeah, we cook the meat in America, don't you? And they're like, oh, gosh. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> so th- that's 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 quite a start. To, <laughs> to, to get, I mean, you have been traveling, like you said, already. So it was not, not completely... You, you you're making fun of that with like hey being an american but you have been an international citizen before exactly yeah. yeah i mean i have traveled the world a lot thankfully and and graciously mm-hmm. but actually being in france was it was a little tough yeah you can imagine <laughs> no it's just did you just, like I'd... did you like paris did you like? No, I, I I love the city and the country as well, but I I speak literally like two words of French, if at all. So yeah, what are those I'm, two words? I let me think, like see no, <laughs> almost no. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Literally, okay. I have no idea about French at all. Okay, these okay. are this. That's the stuff I skipped in school. <laughs> 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 I was even barely speaking English at that time, but that's another story. <laughs> Let's not go into that. Um, so how did you get from being an au pair, working with tech companies mm-hmm. and deciding, hey, I will do an entrepreneurship journey and build my own business? How did how did that happen? Um, I was always really passionate about working being where I was and how much in depth I was with my work before moving to France was very important to me. Mm. Um, I loved the character that I was building of myself and I just needed a break because I was really young. I mean, at that point I was 24. I had met the Sheikh of Dubai. I mean, I, I knew like so many people and, and things in my life and it was really hard for me to get along with my with my friends because, you know, they're like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Like, oh, well, 
I went to Russia and I did this, or I went here and I did that. What did you do? And oh, I went to Starbucks for a coffee. So at some point, <laughs> I just felt, you know, it 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 was really hard to find like-minded people who could understand me. Hmm. So moving to to Paris allowed me to sort of create a new world, um, figure out who I truly was, so that when I went back into work, it was just let's dive in. Hmm. Um, and I was, my money was dwindling also being a starving au pair. <laughs> uh, my finances were going down, but I knew that if I wanted to come back, I wanted to come back in with a bang. And I really wanted to dive into the French corporate system and see what that was like. Mm. And as I started digging and going in, I enjoyed it because I was an outcast in the sense. Um, but then I just loved it because anything I, I just defied all laws i don't really abide by the laws mm. or rules or anything that works perfectly in an innovation podcast because that's how you innovate <laughs> but so i'm i'm really interested from the mindset perspective so what what mm -hmm. what have been your journey so as far as i understand and i'm not too much into the into the music business so i've literally no clue um, mm -hmm. which maybe is an interesting way. So you, you come from that, let's say, um, business side of music where a lot mm -hmm. of people know you and through your name, they know you as well. You seek uh, a new environment where you literally reinvent yourself. At least that's how I'm interpreting it. Um, how how was it to go through this journey and coming out Because I think that's that's something you can bring as well into the coaching business and what you're doing. Like you you have been on a journey which is tremendous for a person. Like other people are not even doing that with 20 people in in, a, in the same room. The journey you did alone. So how did how was that for you from a mental perspective, from a journey finding yourself? Wow. It is a journey to find yourself, but it's really important for me to be able to find the drive, like what keeps me going every single day. And that really has to do with my values and my mission. And I needed to sit down and really understand what that was. I needed to really know what my values were and what was my mission to everyone that I meet. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. And that's also what I do teach in my coaching is like, Your mission is what you give to everyone you meet and your values are what drives you behind those things. And so I took those three years in Paris to let go of that and find myself because sometimes in the industry, your name attached to you, it, it comes with a lot of things, expectations, people want you to be a certain way. But I knew that I was different. I mean, hmm. I embraced it and I loved it. And I knew that if I could really take the time. And when I say really take the time, I mean, really take the time, dig in deep and find out what you want. The next 40 years of my life will be amazing because I'll just be in such a place of happiness hmm. and passion and great gratitude every day. It's, it's the best feeling. Speaking about happiness. One of, yeah. One of the things you you mentioned on your website is that that you are dedicated to help humans finding their complete personal happiness so helping others is one part 
how how did you find your place of happiness? My, you got to sit with it. I had to sit with it, sit with myself, try things. The more you try, the more you know what you like and what you don't like. Um, it also takes a little bit of getting the therapy that you need and like getting out all the kinks in the past and things like that. But <laughs> but sitting with yourself literally every day, writing out your thoughts, looking at it, finding the happiness. Happiness has really fell through the feeling. So you should always feel good in life and whatever you're doing. You should want to feel it as well. And so that was a really good way for me to to find it was to sit and be like, does this feel, do I like this? Does this feel good? Asking yourself that those questions are, they're detrimental. So what brought you to Spain? I'm so sorry if anyone's listening in French, but I just got tired of France. Oh my gosh. I needed oh. the beach. I needed the sun. I needed the ocean. I needed Barcelona. I craved it. No, but but in my... Uh, last year leading up to to moving to Barcelona, I, I think I calculated I came here 12 times. Hmm. It was just new, fun. I liked, uh, I love the ocean. Hmm. I get it. It's like being back in Germany. We lived, before we moved here, we lived in Denmark, which is cold compared to Spain, but it was the last four years, it was always less than a thousand meters to somewhere the ocean i get it i'm missing it so much because here's no water <laughs> yeah how how was it from a professional life going from the tech industry then jumping into was that as well the switch from from france to to spain jumping mm -hmm. into into your own business mm-hmm yeah how everyone is always everyone no one knows how to categorize me they're always like what is it that you do exactly besides it looks like a mixture of everything mm. and I I never liked having a defined role I liked being able to do a lot of things and some people agree with that and some people don't but I I, I love that of knowing that I have so much extensive knowledge of everything mm. um, and then to know that like I love to learn. So even if I don't know it, oh, I'll study. Yeah. So let's let's dive into innovation as well, what you do from a business perspective. So you work with corporates and individuals. Mm -hmm. um, let's let's start with the corporate side. Um, one part you, you do is helping companies developing their company culture. So what are the aspects you, you focus on and trying to help companies? Well, I love, I love this stuff. Company culture is really, really, truly important to me because you really find out the core of the company, how it's going to operate. You can almost foresee even sometimes what a company will do mm. based upon their culture. And when I say culture, I mean what are the values and what is the mission of the company, of the leader, hmm. um, and then of the parties that make up the company in itself. And what are you doing, which is what I really like to do, what are you doing to facilitate each individual employee 
So how do you bring that employee to find their own source of self so that when they come to the company, they're giving you everything that they could possibly imagine? And some companies find that to be important and some do not. And I find that really, really interesting. And for the companies who are willing to go on that journey with me and just explore it, I mean, we go deep and and it's beautiful what comes out of it and the change that the employees have and and you just watch the success grow. Uh, but it's interesting how some people sometimes may come in and they're like, well, I'm going to come in and I'm going to increase the revenue. I don't. And I always say that, look, there may be someone who there may be five people who quit after us working together. Mm. But if you can find the beauty in what we're about to do and really embrace it, you'll be a company that lasts. Yeah. And I think that's the the tricky thing I see a lot is a lot of companies are into, hey, I need I need the quick win, which is literally today, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is already too late. And I'm just guessing like it's it's not hey let's work with the company culture and today we have the results <laughs> i think it's even not tomorrow it's more about hey this is a process that's lasting mm -hmm. and like you said going deep means it will hurt i'm pretty it will. sure it does and some people are not ready for it and some people are i more so go inside of the executive team the hr part mm. sometimes i will maybe speak to the employees or do a motivational speech or something like that. But I like to help uh, the leadership continue the process Yeah. so that when I'm gone, it's still continued. Yeah. I think that's, that's an important one. And instead of you take over and do everything for them, they need to mm -hmm. learn to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. I see that. So how, how do you utilize the knowledge from your past as especially is like, You have had your personal journey, but you have been part of a huge system and a huge successful business in the past. How do you transfer that into motivation, into the culture of an, of an organization? Yeah, everything works together, which is really important that I really help people see. It's, it's, and it's how people feel. And sometimes people, well, sometimes companies don't want to look at it from that aspect. And I start yeah. talking about feelings and They're like, what? Get out of here. We have no feelings. <laughs> I, I'm no, this year, but... why, why do you ask me about feelings? Like, I'm numbers. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm a number. Everything is up. <laughs> no, but uh, we've always had to work together to make it work. And if you can find a team that's able to do that, anything is possible. And I love where I have worked before because anything is possible. There's no such thing as like, no, or there's no such thing as, as I don't believe. I mean, in order for you to be even that caliber of a famous singer, you have to believe in yeah. yourself and what you're doing. And so being able to show people that and, and to ask them to really zone in, it's interesting. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, one part you do as well, as well as like helping people to work with performance. I guess there's a lot into into that as well. And it's cool because normally my one-on-one -on -one individual coaching just transfers from inside of the company because the, they'll come to me and say, hey, mm. well, actually what you said back there, oh, that makes sense about this and that. And 
one, one great tool that I love to do is, is ask people like, what is a meeting? And they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's a meeting. They don't know. And I'm like, no, you have questions about life or your work. Hmm. A meeting is a place where you get those questions answered. Like that's literally it. And it's also a place for you to answer someone else's question. So put your phone down, put your pen down, put your notebook down, get your questions answered, answer someone else's questions and leave the meeting feeling happy. Why would you, where does the stress come from? It, it's self-induced. And yeah. so many people, when they realize that they're bringing that on, then they're like, okay, now I need the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. I, I see that quite a lot in the moment that more and more people understand. I mean, I come from the corporate world, which some people listening to this even don't remember. <laughs> um, but it, it's like you don't show vulnerability in, in, in a business setting. It's not part of the cultures of business right now. It's slowly opening up. But I think it's really important, like you said, is getting into the personal and starting to work on yourself to be able to perform in a business setting, to be able to lead people in a business setting. If you don't work on yourself, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. And yeah. if you can really help the leaders, especially see that, but it's interesting because sometimes the leaders don't even want to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's for me. I'm, I'm looking a little bit in the future right now. It's like this leaders will die over time. It's like the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work in the future with all the startups that's going to come and, and push into the market, all the young people who are not willing to work for a leader like that. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you, how do you help companies? How do you work with companies? And if you see someone who's, who should, because it's, for me, it's always the fun part. Um, coaches get to work with the people who are willing to work. And sometimes they're getting pushed into in front of someone where the person don't want to change and don't see the necessity, but this people most probably are the most uh, they they need it most how do you they how do you work with that yeah it's fun if you can look at me it's fun it is actually <laughs> if you can crack that person oh yeah i will i will i will give a crack at it to crack them and nine times out of ten it's normally personal why they're acting that way in, yeah. in the business and no. so that can easily be resolved but It's just, it's, it's really interesting. And then also to find out why they were even acting that way or bringing it to work or what did it mean for them or what was their actual purpose in life. Um, and to really ask them to dig into that. It, it's interesting, but I do a lot of pre-work before I work with companies. I mean, you have to want the change that's available mm -hmm. to you, which is super important. So I can normally sift that out. Um, but There's just some companies that they're fine. They feel like they are, they feel like they're fine. They feel like the way they operate is great. And who's to say that it isn't, right? I'm never going to come in and be like, this, it's not, shouldn't be this way. Yeah. But if you're looking to expand in a way that's not monetized, you can do that also. Yeah. Let's let's take a turn a little bit into innovation. How do you see innovation from a coach perspective, from a consulting perspective? Everyone should have at least 30 minutes a day where you're sitting and finding some sort of innovation. Hmm. 
either with, I mean, in every aspect, but within yourself and within everything that you're doing, everyone should be spending time reading, researching, believing, inspiring, finding that real innovation of what can spark change. Everyone should have that individually. And then obviously if you're working with a company like for your company as well, but we need to spend more time doing that. Want to know adults don't adults do not dream. It's really, it's interesting. And it's true. If I ask an adult to close their eyes and I'm like, do this or like, explain to me what you see, visualize this. Like, I can't see anything. It's dark. So I'm always like, it's dark. I've, I've my eyes closed. It's dark. My eyes are closed. It's dark. What am I supposed to see? It's, it's not there. And we need to get back to that childlike behavior. I mean, kids, they'll pick up two piece, two pieces of paper and to them, they're, they're flying it around when it's a spaceship and you know, and they're making the sounds and the noises and they're just, having a great time and they've entertained themselves. They've had so much fun and they've just built this entire empire in their mind and they go there every day and they do great shit stuff. Sorry. You can't curse. curse. It's fine. (laughs) They do great stuff. And we need to be doing that as adults way more. more. How, How do you do that for your business? Innovating. I mean, Oh gosh. You know what I love to, I, I will sit and I will, Listen to someone, whether it's like Elon or maybe Simon Sinek or something like that, and I'll sit and I will imagine myself like standing at a TED talk like, what am I going to talk about? That's going to blow these people's minds. Hmm. Like, what do I want to talk about? What am I passionate about? And a lot of times we don't think that the things we think are passionate about other people are going to be passionate. So sometimes I'm quite timid and I'm like, oh, no. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that. But then I'm like, no way. Talk about it. If you're passionate about it, talk about it. So what would be your TED talk about? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Where do I begin? Um, (laughs) I just feel like companies should have this system in place where it's it's almost like a revolving door like like a library if that makes sense to where you should be able to come to work and work put on your headphones to your work and then find a space where you're able to go and learn something new you know when you're in a library and you open a book and well I did anyway I would sit for hours and just turn the pages turn the pages just dissect dissect and like close the book and get up and walk away and be like yeah, going to conquer the world. And I would love to see that in companies where we don't put so much emphasis based upon the work, but more about how do you feel? What are you excited about? What are you passionate about? And how can you turn that into what you're working on? It It's such a weird thing that I dream, but I do. I mean, it's it's beautiful and and people look at me and they're like it's never going to work it's there's no systems there's those operations there's no this there's no that and I'm like that's never even how anything comes about anyway someone just has an idea and they're so dedicated to fulfilling that idea that it gets done the mm. rest of it falls in place 
So why can't we as professionals have that same energy everywhere we go? It, it doesn't even have to stop at work. It can go into your own life. But why is there this feeling of it has to be, it has to be, it has to be? I don't know. It's it's sad. Yeah. And it, it makes me feel bad when I'm around people and I'm like, you work here 40 hours a week and like you're miserable. Miserable. Could you imagine that? No, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> so, and I, I want to dig deeper. So you mentioned like feelings and feelings is I'm now again the German numbers guy. Like I don't talk <laughs> about feelings in, in a in a corporate <laughs> setting. I don't think about feelings. It's like yeah. we're here to produce a product. We are here to put things out of the door. How, how do you how do you get people from this mindset? And I'm now stereotyping mm -hmm. a little bit extremes of hey, feelings has. There's a German saying where where people are saying feelings have nothing to do with work and it should not be discussed at work. How would you? Well, if you feel like crap, what type of work are you going to produce? I mean, no. it's it's literally that simple. And so what you do in the morning to prepare you to come to work, that's on you. That's not on the company. Yeah. And that's why I enforce and really push self-work because it, it's really important. If you arrive to work and you don't feel good, you don't feel, I mean, it's your job. And that's why I'm like, have a open library system where you can go find that happiness and come back and then make it all work for you during the day. But it starts with you. So what are you doing to wake up in the morning to make yourself that employee that's going to have everything come to them? And then not only that, you're going to be able to give everything you've got. But if you don't feel good, you can't do that. Yeah. And it, and I think it, I guess at least, at least in my case, it has definitely, when I'm in a bad mood on work stuff, like a pay, a client not paying, that's a good one. <laughs> my, my, my little daughter, without me saying anything, she's mm -hmm. getting four now. She feels it that I'm in a bad mood and, And I guess so the what what I was after is like the impact of a person not feeling good going to work will have an impact mm -hmm. at the family, will have an impact of their surrounding friends, family right. members. And it's like everything goes down. Everything goes. But if your company can get to be a place where maybe you do feel bad coming to work, but if the environment at work mm. is that awesome, switch it up. It wouldn't be tolerated. You wouldn't be, not that it wouldn't be tolerated. You wouldn't even want to have a bad mood at work because you're yeah. just so excited about what you can do, what you're about to do. You know, you have an open relationship with, with your employees where they just give you a little nudge on the shoulder and they're like, what's going on? And it's finished in five minutes. Oh, no worries. We'll help you out. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a key point. Whereas you go, with a bad feeling to work and there are people mm -hmm. who are taking care of you. They don't see you if we go back as a number, they see you as an individual who has feelings and needs, dreams and desires. And mm -hmm. it's kind of, Hey, we are there for you and we take care of you. If you're not feeling good, let's figure it out. We help you. 
We help. We help you help yourself. Yeah, love that. <laughs> we help you help yourself. You've got to help yourself. But to have an open relationship with employees and companies, it's it's a beautiful thing. And if you can really find the usefulness in it, can do wonders. Yeah. Let's go a little bit into your podcast. So you Ooh. have started a podcast. Tell mm -hmm. us more about that. Yeah, my my podcast is called the Happy Choice Podcast. And I had to learn that happiness is a choice. And I really got hit hard with it when my sister passed away uh, three years ago. And this may sound weird to some people, but it is what it is. But anyway, she popped up in my dream one year after she passed. And she was like, look, I'm fine here. You know, you're crying and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's useless. So... Mm get your life together, figure out what you want to do. Hence why I moved to Barcelona and, and started what I wanted to do. And she said, like, live your life. You're here. You're there. I'm here. Live it. So if hmm. you're not going to live it, then there's no point in you being here. Um, and after that, I just decided to help people see that happiness is a choice. And if you can find it, and make it, your life can be better. So it's a mix of stories of my friends, actually, that have gone through just crazy things in life, uh, but have found the light at the other side of the tunnel. And also from uh, therapists and just people who actually know what they're doing and what they're talking about, or they study it, they love it. Um, so giving people the, the tools that they can use to really better their life. So the, the first season is really based upon stories. It's a lot of storytelling. And the second season that I'm about to put out is really me speaking like with a, with a finance coach. Like mm. what? who knew that your relationship with money affected your, your life so much? Oh, Holy yeah. cow. And it's totally fine. Like we're all a part of something that we need, we need help with. Just mm. accept it and find the help and move on. Better your life. So I want people yeah. to find, see that it's that easy. Do you, do you then do interviews or do you talk yourself or is there a mix? How, how, how is the podcast set up? It's mostly interviews. I, I really like maybe I would say being the link between people. So it's not really myself speaking. I really want the other person to share and, and to tell their own story as, as how they can help. Uh, so it's more of me interviewing other people. Perhaps hmm. it will change. But I like even myself just listening and learning. It's so good. Yeah, I agree. I I learn every every time. You something. learn every day. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's nuts. And and not not just learning from from like business perspective is like getting to know people is so amazing. I mean, we have yeah. never met in person, and we have talked a couple of times now. Um, And it feels like I know you, though that I don't really know you. Right. And I, I think that's also the beauty. Being a host of a podcast or a show or whatever you do is mm -hmm. like getting to know other people and learn from them and like getting connected to their world. And And I always take a little bit of what they do, what, what my guests do, and I try to connect them as well. Mm -hmm. Because I want, 
in the best case, I see at least at least for my shows, like all of my guests are helping each other to innovate and helping the world to be a better place. That's one of the main reasons I've started that podcast, where it's really about connecting people. And look how beautiful that is. Like your mission is amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And you, you won't fail because what a great mission. You know what I mean? Like just proof. Like you said, we haven't known each other that long, but even after this conversation, like I will always support you and no matter what you need, which is also another great thing is to just, I, I literally support your mission period. So whatever you need, I'm there, which is really fun. Yeah. And the other way around in the same way, that's, that's the beauty with, with, with this new technologies. I mean, podcasting is not new. It's already, I don't know, 15 years old, 20 years old. But I, I think it's it's an interesting way of connecting to people in the same way. Um, Very and, true. And, and you have started that for yourself as well, doing doing something where you you bring your mission to more people and, and enable people to listen to it and get inspired. And everyone is taking their own pace and developing themselves and finding out who they are and who they want to be. And maybe it's your podcast, maybe it's my podcast, maybe it's something completely different, but mm-hmm. there will be something out for every person out there. Exactly. And there's no excuse anymore. We yeah. have way too many tools for people to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Not to say you. it so rudely, but <laughs> I mean, you know... I, I never want to make fun of anyone wherever they are on their journey, but I do want people to understand that where you are on your journey is solely determined upon yourself and the help is there. So just don't be scared of that. Take it. The the tricky thing is maybe that's, that's also a culture piece and it's, it's different in different countries around the world, but it's Mm -hmm. like, we're, we're getting let's say I got raised and it's like, Hey, you're a strong guy. And it's maybe Germany's not the strongest, but it's like <laughs> in, in that sense, but it's like, Hey, you're, you, you can take care, take care of yourself. So yeah. don't worry that you need someone else. And I think one part, it's a good thing be, mm-hmm. because it's a mindset, which helps you, but it's also a mindset that that's not enabling you to ask for help. And uh, it's very to, true. To, to to the corporate uh, situation we just discussed is like, you will not go in and say, yeah, I'm not fine. You will always say, yeah, I'm fine. And you're not fine. And we see That's that true. every day, every okay. day. But why? why? Why would you think that you could accomplish everything with no help? Yeah, that, that's exactly the point. I think that's that's the point maybe it's part of the culture of families getting raised in different ways. And it's also something we as humans need to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who are brilliant in doing that they're, they're themselves. And there are people who like, like myself, they need help in between. <laughs> like most, most people, I guess. <laughs> you don't need it's... help. <laughs> no, everyone needs help. No, but I think that's, Going back to your coaching, it I think it fits perfectly to that as well from, I mean, 
you, you're dividing the individual coaching on your website in career coaching, personal life coaching and performance coaching. But I think it's, it's, it's truly about hey, you, you as a person, I guess. Exactly. Right. Uh, I mean, it can all tie into one thing, but uh, people like to break it down in certain ways. But at the end of the day, it's mindset. It's how you think. Um, and everyone thinks differently and that should be embraced, but everyone should also know that in the moment when you're feeling stuck, don't keep hitting the wall, just find a new way. Yeah. Love it. Let's move into the last part of the podcast where I ask a couple of rapid fire, but not rapid fire questions. <laughs> oh, do so, we win a prize? No. That's why I say they are not really rapid fire because <laughs> I I just learned rapid fire one day and I've used it the whole time. And then some an American was saying, "Hey, you know that this is not <laughs> these are not rapid fire questions." It's like, yeah, does it matter? No. So I still use it. Aww. <laughs> you were like rapid fire. I'm like, what? What are we playing? Yeah, you you're it's already energizing. Like, get ready for the buzzer. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> so, first question. Um, if you could be part of a project or leading a project that's impacting every human being on Earth, what project would you work with or lead and why? Oh, wow. If, if I could do something, I would love to find a project that would be how you can leave like an imprint in some crazy part of the world like how cool would that be if like either your hand or your blood or like your something or whatever was like embedded in the earth somehow how cool is that why are you laughing <laughs> no it i it's it's just so different because i've i've done this now 119 times so it's quite interesting <laughs> learning something new <laughs> did anyone say that no exactly <laughs> i love it it's, it's good <laughs> no but i think that would really be awesome because i think that would help people understand that they do have a purpose sometimes mm -hmm. people need to see or feel it needs to be some sort of tangible way before you can get there that's not the way to go but it could give it a little bit of, of a push yeah Love that. Next question. Where will you be in a year from now? And you can answer that from a personal perspective or business perspective. Oh, gosh. A year from now. A year from now, I'll be all over. I will be taking a flight here, taking a flight to see you in Germany. Then I'm off to Japan. Then I'm back to the UK. Then I'm in the US. I think the more you have learned about other cultures and people, the more you can use it for yourself. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I love to learn. Oh, gosh, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. So just around the world, learning, creating, building, helping, investing. Yeah, I miss traveling as well. You know? Yeah. You know that jet set life where you're like, oh, 4.30, I've got to get to the airport. 
No, this is the part I don't miss. <laughs> Come on, all. that's also no, part of it's it. terrible. Yeah. No, you wake up and you're having lunch like in another continent. Love it. <laughs> no, this <laughs> this sleep deprivation stuff, nah. But like traveling and exploring other cultures, which are completely different than than yours, is is awesome. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you take so much away from that. I'm just. Where would you go first? Like, if you somebody was like, you have a full trip. Where are you going? I'm literally like today, or I would go like east. tomorrow. Pack your bags. You're on a flight. Where I would go go east. So because I have a couple of more white spots in the east than in in the west. Um. And that's due to the business I've been working with. They 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 don't operate everywhere. I mean, they operate now in in quite a lot of countries, but not not everywhere. So I was I was literally, and it's in front of me. That's fun that you're asking. So I'm I I get a new passport tomorrow, and Ooh. and I have two passports because I to to get visas sometimes it takes a long time. You, you I get get I guess you know that. Um, so I was looking at the different stamps. Which is always fun. How many countries I have been in? I think it was 26, 27 something over the last years, which is quite a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So, but where are you going? You didn't say. No, tomorrow. I would go definitely to India. I think India Ooh. is a fascinating country and I've never been. And I have like literally no idea about that culture properly. I would mm -hmm. love to learn more. Um, then Southeast Asia would be interesting. I've been in China, um, but China is is different than Hong Kong is different than right yeah. the the rest in Southeast Asia. So that's a missing piece as well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I the starting point. And you, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. It's far away. It's far away. Like, what are they doing over there? You know, I was just, what's going on over here, guys? What's life like? Yeah, no, I've I've just seen a post on LinkedIn of an old colleague from from my corporate world. Um, she she moved, I think, last year to or a year ago to New Zealand. Coming from, so she's born in Mexico, living in New wow. Zealand. It's what is she doing there? Do you know? N not in all details. No. Okay. I just have seen it in LinkedIn, which is always fascinating for me. It's like, oh my God, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on over there. I would love to know. Yeah. I only know that that Lord of the Rings was 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 in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the only thing I know about New Zealand. <laughs> aren't there there aren't there only hobbits and <laughs> no. Let's not go that rabbit hole. So last question of the, the non-rapid fire questions. Um, how do you keep yourself up to date and on the topics that, that interest you? How do I keep myself up to date? Oh. YouTube. I love YouTube. I'm more of a YouTube person. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, meh. But Twitter is great, but Twitter is like, whoa, so hole. much information. Yeah. Gee, willies, you get lost. You get lost. So for the most part, I kind of like, 
I, va- I value YouTube the most. Books are second. Yeah. On Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. It's it's quite interesting. I'm I'm very much into YouTube right now. I, I'm doing an AI course in the moment. Um, wow! Learning how you program videos with AI—it's hilarious and fun. <laughs> but but the guys who are teaching that is—they're saying it, during the pandemic the use of YouTube like almost doubled. Can you imagine wow. that? I can. I was one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> me sure. too. For but sure. it's. It's crazy how many Isn't people it? are flagging to to YouTube all day and watching stuff. I mean, I'm profiting from it as well because my, my this like we, this video will be on YouTube <laughs> in a, in a couple of days, so people can watch this or maybe are watching it right now and laughing their ass off. But but I agree, it's 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 tremendous how much information is on your fingertips. You just take your phone and you want to know something. Yeah. You you search it. Whatever you search, you will find something interesting. You will find it. Yeah. You should be able to have an answer to any question. Yeah. And I think that's also if if we close it with innovation topics, it's also a part which helps you to innovate because you have so much information, then you kind of hey. I have, this is a cool idea. This is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And on top of that mm-hmm. idea, I have, an, I have another idea. How, how if right. I bring that together and figure it out myself? Exactly. Find what feels right and then just run with it. Yeah. Run. Like, don't give up. Run. Run, run, run. Cool. So how how do people reach out to you? How can people find you? Oh, you can find me on my website www.ashleybraxton.com. That's the best way to reach out to me there uh, by email, by Instagram, at Ashley Braxton. I'm not really big on uh, on the socials so much, but email works great. Yeah, email have, is well, great. You have quite it? like two, three followers on. on Instagram. I have seven. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will. I will put the the links to to your profiles as well into the show notes, so people can find you and as well your website and LinkedIn. Oops, and of course LinkedIn. Of course. That's. I think that's where we connected. Or was it? No, no, it wasn't LinkedIn. Awesome. I have no idea. Doesn't matter. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're done, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for Thank you. being being on this show. Um Thanks it was super awesome talking to you and I'm I'm really looking forward. I hope we can meet in person and um get a couple of innovation things rolling. Thank you very much we for will. being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Thank, thanks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any question to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on social media and contact me there. Thanks and see you in the next episode.